0: Today, I would like to give you another key to connect to heaven, to let heaven pour the good things into your life. I have taught this sermon many times already. We mentioned about different keys to connect to heaven or to open the door of heaven, such as worship, seeking the Lord's face, get involved in the business of the Father, the business of blessing, obedience. There are many keys that we can open the door of heaven and receive the blessings, the power, and the grace from heaven. Heaven is the place where our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ dwell. And there are no sicknesses there, no diseases No tears, no headache, no hospital, no virus, no bacteria, no curses, no death, no demons there. It's a holy, pure, blessed, and powerful place full of light, full of life, and we want to connect our life to heaven. In this teaching, I would like to talk about another key to connect to heaven or to open the door of heaven so that heaven will be on our life. This teaching is going to be in many, many parts. This is the first part of this teaching. And I want to tell you that key is prayer. During the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ actually brought heaven to earth. He performed so many miracles. He said and did many awesome things. His words often... Amazed and even confounded the best minds in Israel in his generation, heaven was connected to him. whatever he said came from heaven did heaven supported him when he declare and command something, Heaven is open over him and perform miracle for him. Wow, I want to live like Jesus. I pray all the time, one day I will raise the dead, and when I pray. Heaven support me and perform miracle for the person who need help when I pray. He did not teach the word just like other religious leaders taught in his days. He taught with authority and power, the authority which caught people of God. His powerful teachings often penetrated the barriers which had been placed in the mind's and the heart of people by so much false teaching and so many man-made doctrines and religions. I would like to read what Jesus said in John chapter 14. And you will be amazed. This is what he said in verses 12 to 14. Most actually, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these He will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You ask anything in my name, I will do it. Father, teach us, Lord, this key to open the door of heaven, to connect to the things of heaven, to the throne room of God. This key is prayer and intercession. Lord, speak to all of us by your Holy Spirit. Help us to understand this key. Have faith in using this key and see the manifestation of your promises and your glory on this planet Earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus is our role model and best example for all all the spiritual things that we can do on earth. I need to learn how to trust everything Jesus says, whether I fully understand it or not. And I hope that you do the same thing. You trust what Jesus said. In John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, Jesus released one of the most profound truths in the Word of God. He said that those who have faith in him would do what he did, and even greater things. Wow, I want to do what Jesus did. I want to he- lay hand on the sick, heal the sick, command the storm to stop. I want to raise the dead. I want to preach the gospel, make disciples. I want to glorify the Father in my life. I have only one life to live. I want to live a life that give all the glory to the Lord. And the full gospel described all the things the Lord Jesus did during his earthly ministry. The question is, how can we do things like his ministry? It is a great mystery, and each of us have been called to learn the height, the depth, the width, and the length of the powerful teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to walk in that journey together, growing developing, discovering all the deep things of the realm of the Spirit. And we can connect to heaven, bring heaven into our home, bring heaven into our workplace, into our personal life, in our traveling and ministry. And prayer is a key to open the door of heaven. We can connect to heaven through prayer. Therefore, from now on, for many Sundays, I'm going to teach you how to pray effectively. We understand that we can do greater things than Jesus. Let's look at what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Why he prayed? What happened to him? And as we pray, the same thing will happen and even greater because we can do the things that Jesus did 2,000 years ago. But first of all, We need to understand and know the truth. Why have Pastor Love produced so many Bible teaching? If you notice, I don't spend time talking about politics, about things in the world too much in my time of teaching. You know why? Because I believe that the most important thing in our life is to know the Word of God, apply the Word of God, and believe in the Word of God, and see the manifestation of the Word of God, the most important thing is the Word of God to feed our spirit. Therefore, I never spend time talking about nonsense thing. things. I want to talk about the Word of God. We need to build up our faith to the point where we can accept and live every day by every word of the Lord, and the Word of the Lord becomes so real to us. And whatever He says is absolutely truth, And we can have faith in it and experience it. Now, look at what Jesus did 2000 years ago at the Jordan River. In Luke chapter 3, 21 to 22, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and why he prayed, everyone say prayed, why Jesus prayed, the heaven. Was opened. God the Father opened heaven. The heavenly realm was opened to Jesus when Jesus was praying. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. When God opened heaven, opened the door of heaven, He sent the Holy Spirit. He sent good things into our life. He speaks to us. We can hear the witness of the Spirit in our heart. We can be led by God so that we will not make mistakes. Good things will happen. I want to encourage you. Heaven will be connected to us when we pray. I believe that this truth should happen Every time we pray. Therefore, prayer life is so important. However, you may need to learn how to use the right kinds of prayer. How to pray biblically and correctly. You need to learn how to pray like Jesus prayed. Actually, at one time, the disciple asked the Lord Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place. You see, Jesus prayed a lot. We should pray a lot too. When he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. That's why we're going to learn from the scripture in many, many sessions from now on. This key to open heaven, to connect to heaven in detail, how to pray effectively to open the floodgate of heaven. So please come and follow this series of teaching. The main series is connecting to heaven. But in this sub-series of this teaching, we're going to talk about the key to open the door of heaven, prayer. And I ask you to really take this seriously because you want to bring heaven into the earth. Great things are going to happen through you, through your life, because heaven supports you. And great things are going to happen through your ministry for the kingdom of God. And we need to really take this seriously, how to connect to heaven. And we're going to look at the scripture together today as an introduction to this key. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. The Lord Jesus said, "Ask, it will be given to you, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Where are the good things? Where do good things come from? Good things come from God because God is good. No bad things in Him, no corruption in Him, no sin, no curse, nothing bad come from God. And God wants to release His supernatural blessing and favor and good things from heaven. And how can we get that? We need to ask and knock and seek heaven. Seek Him. I believe that after the Lord Jesus went up to heaven, the season of open heaven started. You remember when Jesus said, it is finished. The curtain in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom and the Holy Spirit came out from the Holy of Holies. God tried to tell all of us that now I open my heaven. You can connect to me through the Holy Spirit. And not only that, in the upper room, while the 120 disciples were praying and worshiping and seeking the face of God, what happened? God opened heaven and poured the fire, poured the Holy Spirit to fill his people and The world in that generation was shaken by the gospel and by the power of God because heaven was open on that generation. And we are still in the time of the New Testament. We are continuing to write the New Testament. One day when we go to heaven, we're going to see the record about the works of the church, the works of the Holy Spirit through the church. You should start to build up your faith and expectation that the Lord will release a powerful flow of all the good things your heart desires and what you ask. Believe that He will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out more than you can imagine and think of and ask and contain. As you lift your faith up to a higher level, you can pray by faith and open the heaven and you can receive more good things from God. You come to him, trust him, know his promises and ask that he will fulfill his promise. You believe that good things will come from your heavenly father as you seek him with all your heart. And those good things are available to you, but you need to do your part. Build your faith, believe that every good door that you knock on will open up. And God will release more and more blessing, victory, favor to you, to your family and to your church, to your physical body, to your finances. Believe and receive. Build your faith. Look at what Jesus said to the Roman centurion in Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. If you listen to my teaching about divine protection, you remember that I say from the scripture, from the book of Job, that the things you fear will come on you. Fear is a form of faith, but you have faith in bad things. You receive what you believe. If you believe you're going to be sick, sickness will come on you. But if you believe that God going to heal you, you believe God going to give you good things, those going to come to you. You receive what you believe. Let me ask you this question. Is God the one who brought coronavirus to this world at this time? I don't believe so. I believe the fallen angels and Satan and evil spirit are working behind the scene to cause people to be sick and to live in fear. I believe totally that God, our Father, gives only good things. He will not give sickness and disease to all of us. Sickness and disease come because we sin against God or because we rebel against God or because we work together with Satan unknowingly for example, the devil tells you to cheat, tithe, and you obey him, then you'll become friend with the devil, and he'll gonna give you bad things, including sickness, poverty, and failure, and death. James chapter 1, verses 17 to 18 say, every good gift and every perfect gift, everyone say good gift. Everyone say perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights. Our God is not a God of darkness. He is the light in this dark world. We need to bring heaven into this earth, bring lights into this world by praying, by believing, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Our God doesn't change his mind. Our God doesn't do one thing one day and then he changes his mind and move around doing different things. No, he is a very stable and very faithful God. Of his own, will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. My dear brother and sister, we need to be example to this world. We're going to be the one who bring the things of heaven into our family. I grew up in a non-Christian home. My ancestors worship idols. There are so many curses and problems in my previous family. When I was growing up, I saw so many bad things. But after I received Jesus Christ, I am the first fruit in my home. And after I got married with Pasada, I want my family to start experiencing heaven. Therefore, I stopped sinning, I repent and I begin to pray and depend on the Lord. Have faith in the promise of God. My dear brother sister, please make sure you don't live in fear and confess all the bad things that may happen to you. Don't keep confessing all the bad things. Don't say that bad things came from the Lord. Don't blame God. God allowed this bad thing happen in order to shake us up and Help us to repent. And God wants to show to the whole world that if people reject God, this is going to happen to them. Let us renew our minds and transform our souls so that we can truly receive the fullness, the exceeding fullness of the blessing of the Lord by faith and through prayer. The Heavenly Father is the giver of every good gift and of every perfect gift. We can ask Him, we can pray, don't expect the wrong things from the lord remember what jesus said to the two blind men in matthew 9:29 let me read to you matthew 9:29 then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith let it be to you why do i produce so many teachings because i want god's people to have faith faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of god The second reason, because I want you to know the will of God so that you can pray according to His will and according to His word. There are many powerful prayers in the word of God that we can learn. We can pray according to the word of God. Again, after this session, I will continue to teach all of you how to pray effectively so that you can open the door of heaven. I would like to read one of the prayer words in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 20. Let me read to you. This is from the Apostle Paul. I keep asking, what is asking? Prayer. (laughs) That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. My brother and sister, one thing that you need to study all the day of your life is to study about God, who he is, getting to know him and know his ways and his will. For me as a husband, I have the second thing to study. I need to study about my wife. I need to know what she likes and what she doesn't like. Definitely, I read medical journal to study about neurosurgery. But I need to study the Bible. I need to study who God is. But who is gonna show me the awesomeness of God, the ways of God, the will of God, the spirit of wisdom and revelation? We pray that heaven will be open and the Holy Spirit will reveal and show us who God is. Then verse 18, the apostle Paul said, I pray also. That the eyes of your heart, we have the physical eyes and we have spiritual eyes. We can see things in the world with our physical eyes. We need, we need to see things in the spirit of heaven by our spiritual eyes, the eyes of our heart. May be enlightened in order that you may know. Wow, it's so important to know. <laughs> That's why, please. Read the Bible, please listen to a lot of good teaching that we produce like great grace, Demonology, rejoice always, divine protection, being fruitful, all kinds of teaching that our church produced. Please, so that you will know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably... Great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of His mighty strength, which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly realms. This is a powerful prayer that Paul showed us. We can pray for ourselves and for our brother and sister to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that we can know him and his ways and his will better, I pray like this for my church brother and sister all the time. I pray that the eyes shall be open, I pray that they will grow they will not be blinded, they will not be deceived by the enemy. I pray on a weekly basis for my brother and sister who serve God with me in New Hope and in all over the world. I pray for my children and my grandchildren and myself so that I can understand by the Spirit of God what God wants me to do. What is His purpose for my life? Nothing in this life, in this planet Earth, is more important than to know the Lord and His way better and better, deeper and deeper, to know His love, to know His power, to know His way and His promise. We should have a desire to know Him more and more. And that should be our prayer. And as we know Him, our prayer will be so powerful because we pray according to His will. We should pray this message of this scripture in Ephesians chapter 1 so that our spiritual eyes will be open. And this is so important in this generation. We are so bombarded by a lot of things in the internet, online, all kinds of things. People watch those and this and new. lately we see a lot of news about COVID-19, even some clip of joke about COVID-19. And we don't have time to read the Bible because we are bombarded by all this information. I want you to go back and read the Bible. Listen to good sermon. The Word of God is the medicine. Yesterday I listened to a very encouraging testimony of a brother. He said that he got very high fever before he went to bed. He thought, oh, I need to go to hospital, check COVID-19. But suddenly the Holy Spirit told him, get into the Word, get your Bible, and then tonight, you're going to sleep with your Bible, put on your chest. Next morning, he woke up, all the fever was gone. The Word of God is like a medicine. I want to be like the generation of the Old Testament in Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 to 6. The Bible says like this, in Psalm 24, 3 to 6. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? who may stand in his holy place. You need to understand this verse 3 is a symbolic kind of description. We don't have the hill of God on this world and we have to go to that particular mountain to meet God. Uh, We don't have a special room that the Ark of the Covenant is there anymore. This verse 3 talks about the presence of God heaven. We stand in the hill of God, which means we connect to heaven. Our life on earth connect to the throne room of God in heaven. The holy place is the throne room of God in heaven. In fact, this scripture tries to say to us that we want to open the door of heaven and get in there, get into the hill of the Lord, get into the holy place where there is life, grace, favor, mercy, victory, strength, divine healing, divine health, prosperity, success, and power and favor of God. We want to be in there on this earth. Verse 4, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. You remember, I always say this way, our faith life have two parts. Our part and God's part. God's part is in the Bible. Whatever he promises to do, he will do it. He is a faithful God, but we have to do our part. In this scripture, talk about our part. That we need to have clean hands, don't cheat. And we need to have a pure heart. i give you example. Pastor Dan and I had to go to a grocery store called QFC to deal with our credit card because they overcharge us amount of money. And eventually they pay us back $300 cash because they overcharge us $300. Later on, we find out that they refund us back $500 out of their mistake. So the $500 come into my credit card $500, and I didn't buy anything. I'm going to go to QFC this Monday. I'm going to write a check and return that money to them. I want to have clean hands. I don't want to cheat anybody. I want to have a pure heart. I do my part. I will not lift my soul to an idol. Money is not my idol. This is the reason why I say, don't cheat God of your tithe. Because if you cheat God of your tithe, you are telling God, Money is my idol. And you will not swear by what is false. You will not lie. You will not say things to destroy people. Your heart is pure. Your hand is clean. No idol in your life, in your heart. And you don't say something bad. And what happened? He, mean you and me, who do our part, will receive blessing from the Lord. And vindication, mean he's going to help you, take care of you, to pay you back if people cheat you or people take advantage of you. From God, His Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face, O oh, God of Jacob. Wow, I want to be that man in Psalm chapter 24. When I seek God, when I really live a life that is pleasing to Him, I will be able to see and understand what God wants me to have and to know and to receive and I can have the right desire in my heart because my heart is pure to ask God the right thing from Him. How about you? Are you seeking God's face? I believe so. That's why you are watching this live stream right now. That's why you come to the care group on Friday night or on Wednesday night That's why you ask me, are we going to have the camp in August? I say, I believe we will have the camp because you are seeking His face. You're reading the Bible. You listen to sermon. If you want the Lord to open your spiritual eyes, you pray Ephesians chapter 1 over and over. This prayer is so powerful and it opens heaven so that the Lord can pour out more and more spiritual blessing for you. He wants to pour out so much that it will spill over or overflow into the life of those around you into the life of your children your grandchildren brother and sister your loved ones so much blessing overflow out of you so please pray this kind of prayer god give the spirit of wisdom and understanding to me i want to know you I want to understand you. Heaven open, I want to see you. And not only that, so that I can know the hope to which He has called you. When you read this sentence you may be confused, what is that hope? The Lord wants you to understand the word hope here. But just not any hope, but the hope of your calling. Let me explain to you quickly. We deal with two words hope and faith. Faith means we believe in what God has done for us and God promises, and what Jesus had bought for us and promises us. We believe that it's been done and we can receive now. We believe now. For example, when I pray for the healing of my skin eczema and skin inflammation many years ago, I pray I receive now. But it did not happen at that minute. <laughs> I just believe now it's done. Jesus, by his stripe, he already paid for me. But I, at the same time, have hope that while I am standing in faith, the healing shall come in the future. Faith is about now, hope is about the future. So when you pray by faith, you also have hope of the good things, the blessing going to happen in the future, maybe next minute, five minutes from now, ten minutes from now, one week from now, one month from now, one year from now, it doesn't matter. You have hope. The hope of your calling in the past almost 40 years, I have grown in this area to know the hope of my calling. Now, this year, by the revelation of God, I know I have the hope of my calling, for example, I know that I'm called to be a child of God. I'm called to be an overcomer, to be more than a conqueror. I'm called to be anointed, I'm called to be strong. I'm called to be saved, to be fruitful, to be the blessing to the nation, to receive the blessing of Abraham to be an anointed pastor of his church. Many years ago, my church was struggling with only a few members. I struggled, but I have hope that one day the outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come to me and my church. And now that hope has been fulfilled. I have the hope that I have a great mansion in heaven. And I have the hope that I will see my mother up there. I have the hope that My mansion will be next door to Pastor Da and to the members of New Hope and all the members around the world that have been serving God with me. I want to fellowship with them in heaven. That's my hope. You see, the hope of my calling. Everything that God has bought for me, I want to know that hope. I want to grow in that hope. And we pray that God will reveal the hope of our calling every single day. You have understanding and more and more desires in our heart to receive that hope. The Lord has so much revelation for all of us, and He wants all of us to understand it better and better. And we should pray this prayer continually, that we not only to number one have spiritual eyes open to know God more, number two understand the hope of our calling about what can happen in the future, both in this world and in eternity. But also the Bible says that we will know the riches of our inheritance. Wow. Jesus has paid the price. He has great inheritance for all of us. Not poor inheritance, rich inheritance. We need to know the riches of our inheritance. There's a great confusion among Christians, about our inheritance. Some thought that they would receive their inheritance only when they died and go to heaven. No, no, no. You don't have to die to get it. You get an inheritance because somebody else died. One day when I die, my kids will have my inheritance. They don't have to die. Jesus died on the cross to release your inheritance for you. That's why he said it is finished, done. But a lot of Christians don't know their inheritance. Your inheritance, such as the fire of God, the Spirit of God, leading of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, the goodness of God, healing, prosperity, victory, miracles, breakthroughs, grace, all kinds of inheritance. Both spiritual inheritance and natural inheritance. Now, and also later in heaven. I would like to encourage all of you, please go to church when the church is open. Please serve God. Don't be rebellious. Go to church every Sunday. Serve the Lord in the church, and you're going to see your inheritance on earth here. Luke chapter 18, 29 to 30. So he said to them, this is the word from the Lord Jesus, Actually, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children. Let me add, pass allow version a little bit. Left your home on Sunday morning. Left your home on Friday night to go to care group. Left your home to go to mission trip in Thailand or Europe. Left your home to go to visit somebody in the hospital and pray for them. Left your home to see your friend who needs Jesus you left your home to go to grocery store to buy some food cook good food and feed your unbelieving friends or loved one and share the gospel with them you do something you are willing to sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom of god who shall not receive many times more in this present time your inheritance is now not when you go to heaven in this present time, and in the age to come, eternal life. Your inheritance is, will be given to you both now and also in heaven. This is what we should pray. You know your prayer life will be so effective if you understand this Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 20 here. This is the key to help you to pray in the right way. The Lord wants to release more power to us than we can even understand. The more thing that Paul talked about is to receive the power. His power is available to you and for your ministry for the kingdom, the power of God, the power that the Father released to raise Jesus from the dead, resurrection power. It is an amazing power. And you can ask God every day to receive more power, the power of resurrection. I tell you the truth. I ask God for more grace and more power every day. I say, Lord, before I get to 120 years old, I will serve you with more great power every single year. When I speak to the mountain, the mountain will be gone. When I speak to sickness, the sickness have to leave. When I speak to any demon, go. They have to go. When I do something, the power of God will support me. I ask for more power all the time because this is the prayer that Paul taught us in v- Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 20. I know the hope of my calling. I know my inheritance that has been given to me through Jesus and I want to have and experience more power than the Father used to raise Jesus from the dead. And I can move in the power. I pray that Jesus would do that through me. That's why Jesus said that the work that He did we shall do also. You can do what He did, and you can do what He did because heaven is open over you. Heaven connects to you. Power of resurrection. Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 to 8. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. The Lord revealed to me something. I explained to you in the last sermon, God of the Payback, that leprosy is a very deadly disease. The bacteria go in and destroy the nerve of the extremities, make the skin break down, become sore, open up, and because of no feeling, The fingers start to get destroyed and then the finger becomes shorter. The nose becomes deformed. I was thinking, wow, Jesus could heal the lepers. The nose straighten up. The fingers grow out again. This is a miracle. Wow, I want to have that power (laughs) that I can heal the sick. And when people come in with deformed body or with Incurable disease, actually lepers you can kill them, the, or the lepers, but you only can cure the virus. You can kill the virus, but the finger will not come back. In a natural, doctor cannot get the finger back, but Jesus can get everything back. Raise the dead, cast out demons. We need to, to have that power like Jesus did. And the Bible say, freely you receive, freely give. What does it mean? My brand new sister, God say, I bless you. Abraham, so that Abraham shall be the blessing to the nations. Why? I and Pastor Dar spend so much money, time, energy to produce the teaching, to run the church, to pastor a church, and to go out to help many churches around the world. You know why? Because God is so gracious to us. He gives us understanding and knowledge, salvation, grace, power anointing to preach, anointing to understand the Bible, to help people to understand the Word of God. I receive it for free. I don't have to give money to God. It's by grace, through Jesus. I need to give freely to people. That's why we invest our life, we pour out our life to teach, to produce teaching, to help people to know God to travel, to visit people, to lay hand. God give me the fire. I give the fire to people free. No charge, no money. You don't have to give money to me. I freely receive. I freely give. Jesus died for me. Therefore, I want to do the same thing. I die to myself. I lay down my life to give the good things that God gave to me to other people. When you can do that, when you pray, God will give more to you. Because you are faithful in giving out the blessing that God gave to you. How can you receive that blessing? Prayer. Ask God. Keep asking. Prayer is the key to open the door of heaven. Amen. And we can receive and know the hope of our calling. The riches of our inheritance. The power that God raised Jesus from the dead. We receive the spirit of revelation and understanding and wisdom. And we can know our God more. Amen. So, this scripture is so powerful. Let me read another scripture Ephesians 2 5 7. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raise us up together and make us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. This scripture talk about three parts here. Number one, we are dead in Christ. As I mentioned, we have to do our part. Our part is that we repent of our sin. We stop living in the flesh, following the flesh, doing the things of the world. We need to die with Christ. This is a spiritual thing. We die with Christ. We don't go to the cross like Him. We just die to our flesh with Christ. And after we repent and believe in Jesus, the Spirit of God come in raises up to become a new man. A new man in Christ Jesus by the Spirit of God. Are you following me? I hope so. One, you repent. You stop sinning. Don't tell me, please, if you tell me this message that God has grace for me, I can sin. God always forgive me. I can keep sinning. I can keep cheating. That message is not, totally biblical. Those who preach like that cut off many scriptures from the Bible. Actually, you need to die to your flesh. You need to crucify your flesh. You don't sin. Two, you need to receive the Holy Spirit who raise you from your dead life. You have a new life. So that's number two. Number three, you are raised. You have been raised, actually. You have been raised with Christ to be seated with him in the heavenly rams. What does it mean? Number three. One, repent. Stop sinning. Two, fill with the Holy Spirit. Let Him give life to you. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And I'm going to live a new life with Him. Number three, because you believe in Jesus, you repent of your sin, He raised you to be in heaven with Him. Spiritual position. Spiritual Condition. You are not in heaven yet. You are still on earth. But positionally, you are with Jesus in heaven, at the seat in heaven. What does it mean here? It means number one, you are in the position of authority. Number two, you are the citizen of heaven. Number three, you have the right to bring heaven to earth because. Positionally, you are in heaven. You are welcome into the kingdom of heaven. You belong to heaven. So when you pray, ha, 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 heaven will be open for you. You, are you following me? You have position in heaven and heaven come with you in this world. You are a citizen of heaven. You have the right to pray by faith and you have the right to receive by faith What is going on in heaven? Because your seed is in heaven. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 5 to 6, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see, we are with Christ now in position in heaven. We are kings and priests. Jesus are both kings and priests. And we are the citizens of heaven. We have authority to command any bad things to come out from our life and our home, our church, and our family. And we are priests. We serve the Lord. When we pray, God, listen to us and heaven will be open over us. Please understand and believe in this truth. One, repent, die to self. Two, let the Spirit give you new life. Three, you were raised up with Christ and seated with him in heavenly places. And he wants to show us his great riches of the grace of God. We are actually living in the time of great grace. Because our position is in heaven, we can ask for grace by faith. This is the time to receive the fullness of all the promises of God. We should build up our holy faith so that we can appropriate everything He has promised us. And all these things were given to us by the grace of God. We want to receive the fullness of God's grace, every part of grace, the grace on the physical body, financial grace, health, job, protection, healing, the riches of his grace. Because positionally, we are sitting in heaven right now. We are under his wing right now. And we can receive the grace by faith. The book of Ephesians chapter 2, I would like to read to you. Actually, I want to to read chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, what the Apostle Paul said. I want you to appreciate the Lord Jesus Christ. I like what Paul said, now in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? If you're in Christ Jesus, you are living under an open heaven. You are connecting to heaven. And the Lord will keep pouring out more and more grace upon you and me. Ephesians 2.12 That at that time you were without Christ. Before I became a Christian, I did not have Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope and without God in the world. That was my position more than 40 years ago. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. My brother and sister, please love the Lord Jesus. He shed his blood to buy us out from the kingdom of darkness. And by the blood of Jesus, and because we repent of our sin, we receive the Holy Spirit and we can become a citizen of heaven. We can connect to heaven. We are not anymore aliens or strangers or foreigners to God. We are citizens of heaven. We used to be far away from the kingdom of God. But now we are in the kingdom of God as a citizen of heaven. We are brought near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Again, we are no longer a stranger or an alien. You have been drawn into the new and powerful relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you should thank the Lord Jesus. He is so amazing and wonderful. We should be full of gratitude in the heart here, and we should live for Him. Ephesians 2, 19 says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. My brother and sister, I want to encourage you. By the blood of Jesus, when you repent of your sin, you receive the Holy Spirit. You know you have been seated with Christ. You are the citizen of heaven. You have the right to pray. You have the right to ask God, to open heaven and bring heaven into your home, into your church, into your workplace. And we can abide in heaven forever. We are not only welcome to go to heaven one day and live there for eternity, but we can bring heaven to dwell with us because we are the citizens of heaven. Ephesians 2.22 In whom you also are being built together. Now talking about the whole church for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. In other words, God said that we are the temple of God. As a church, brother and sister, we are together corporately as a temple of God. And we can bring heaven on earth as a church. And individually we are a temple of God. The Spirit of God dwells in us. And we need to pray that the Spirit of God work in us and open heaven in our life and over, out to touch other people that come around our life. I want to be like Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, heaven was open. Everywhere Jesus went, the will of the Father in heaven happened. I want to do that. When I fly to Germany, I fly to Thailand, heaven will be open in that place because I belong to God. I am a citizen of God. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But there is a price to pay. <laughs> I think many of you don't want to hear this part, though. You like to have a good news that, oh, God, give me power. Let me give you the responsibility, your part again. First Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defies the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Which temple you are? Isaiah 56 verse 7. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain. Holy mountain being the presence of God. The place of the glory. And make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. So this is your responsibility as the place where heaven is open over you and the Holy Spirit is in you. Number one, you should not sin. You should not entertain the work of the flesh, drinking, smoking, committing adultery, and do some bad things, cheating, corruption. You should not follow the things of the flesh. You should follow the things of the Spirit because the Bible says if this temple is not holy drinking watching pornography doing bad things and you get into trouble into car accident infection and die or cancer don't blame God God already warned you the temple of the Holy Spirit must be holy number two not really that you should be the house of prayer God wants you to pray because prayer open the door of heaven. Don't live in rebellion. It does not work that way. Heaven cannot be open to people who are rebelling against God or disobeying God. God cannot bless the rebellious house. God only bless and help the obedient house. The disobedient or uh, rebellious house, God cannot answer the prayer. Let me read the scripture to you. John 14, 23 to 24. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. God said, the Father and the Son will come to make our home. So this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. How you can welcome the presence of heaven. What makes heaven heaven? the presence of the Father and the Lord Jesus. When the Father and the Lord Jesus come and live in you to be His home, to be His house, you bring heaven on earth. Power, grace, victory, overcoming, any good things, grace, power come in you. But you need to do this. You need to love Jesus and you need to obey His commandments. If you sin against God, you cheat, you lie, you commit sin, you will not receive the fullness of God's love. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. I heard some people say like this to me. You know, Pastor, God loves me anyway. I can do whatever I want. I don't want to argue with that person. But the Holy Spirit wants to ask that person, Do you love Jesus? You will not experience the fullness of heaven until you love Jesus and you obey the commandment of Jesus. And then He and the Father will make your life their home. You cannot receive the fullness of the Father's love unless you love Jesus and obey His word. The Father will not bless disobedience. He will not reside in a house of rebellion. The Lord wants to bless you if you love Him and obey His command. And then your prayer will get answered. John chapter 14, remember? If you pray in the name of Jesus Christ, He will do the things for you. And the work that He did, you shall do also. Amen. 2 Corinthians thirteen seven. Now I pray to God that you do not do evil. Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable. Though we may seem disqualified, we should pray every day, God, protect me. Give me strength and power not to do evil things. God, tell us again and again, have clean hands, pure heart, don't entertain bad words, don't have idols, don't do evil things, be a holy temple, ask the Lord to give you grace and power. Grace is not just forgiveness of sin. Some people say that, oh, I have grace, so God forgive me. No, no, no. Grace is also the power to stop sinning, that you will please the Lord, that you will not be overcome by evil, but you can live a life of honor toward the Lord. And when you do that, your prayer will be answered. I wanted to re- read the last scripture to you. And I pray that you will be like this man of God, Elisha. Elisha prayed and the Lord answered and performed miracle for him. Let me read 2 Kings chapter 6 14 to 20. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. This is the king of Syria, basically. When the servant of the man of God, the man of God is Elisha, got up early the next morning and went outside. There were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid. Again, don't be afraid. Fear is not good. Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha pray. Everyone say, pray. Are you the temple of God? Are you the house of prayer? Are you the citizen of heaven? Do you abstain from evil things? you die to your sin? you have new life with Jesus? Do you have a clean hand, pure heart? You enter into the hill of God. You pray. Oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord answer. The Lord open. The young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with with horses and chariots of fire. The angels came. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha, pray. Everyone said, pray. (laughs) Pray again. Oh Lord, please make them blind. (laughs) So the Lord struck them, and with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, you have come the wrong way, this is not the right city, follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, <laughs> "Pray, three times already, pray, pray, pray. O oh Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. Pray, open the door of heaven. I hope that you learn a lot today, and you will be the house of prayer for all the nations. From now on, anytime you pray, you believe God, listen to you. You are a citizen of heaven. And God gives you the privilege to be seated with Christ in heaven. You repent of your sin. You ask and it will be given to you. You knock, the door will be open. You seek, you shall find. And when you pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for your kids, pray for your church, pray for the government, pray for the world, God will listen to you. He shall open the floodgate of heaven for you and me, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, Father, that all of us who have listened to this teaching will be very anointed and powerful prayer warriors. We learn how to pray effectively. We have the key to open the door of heaven, and we believe, Father, when we pray like Elisha, what you promise us in the book of Matthew, you shall answer from heaven, heaven will be connecting to us. you send your angels to help us. You do great things when we pray. and Lord, we don't get any glory, we don't get any reputation. Only you, Lord, get the glory and reputation. you're the answer to our life, Father. Thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ who shed the blood on the cross and through his blood we can become a citizen of heaven and we can approach the throne of grace by faith. You are the good and gracious God. All good things come from you, Lord. And we believe, Lord, coronavirus cannot touch any one of us and it will be gone very quickly and we can get back to the church building and sanctuary again. Lord, thank you so much for your provision, for your healing. You're the way maker. You are the miracle worker. You are the prince of peace. You are the victory. You are the provider. You are the protector of our life, Lord. We thank you so much. Bless everybody who... Have listened to this teaching, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. May the Lord open heaven over you and pour His fire and His anointing on you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will see you next Sunday. God bless you the whole week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And may the Lord use you to witness, to tell people about the goodness of God, lay hands on the sick, and command bad things come out from your home, from your friend's life. May the Lord use you to be fisher of men in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you.